The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Expensive Words Podcast. Uh, also, if you're watching on the Literary Symmetry IGTV channel, you're awesome. And I can hear my kids being noisy upstairs. So if they burst into my office, you've been warned. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about the, the magical discovery that I've made while I've been working on five books in five weeks. And that is that this is definitely the best way that I have ever thought of to write a series. So today we're going to talk about the best new way to write a series, which I accidentally discovered while I was doing this challenge. And I know that a lot of people are advocates for serial releases, uh, which is basically what you do when you're trying to engage with the Amazon algorithm. You have a bunch of books that you're writing quickly and you're releasing as you're going. So maybe you're releasing one book a month, you're re releasing one book every two weeks, uh, etc. right? But the thing is, when you're releasing them as you write them, the problem is that uh, if you... <laughs> Notice that there's an opportunity to do something later on in the series. You can't really go back and fix it. But because of the way I'm writing this book series that I'm working on right now, which is called the Old School Series, and right now I'm writing the last book of this particular series set in this world, uh, there are going to be more books in this world. If you're <laughs> When you're reading them, you're going to be like, wait, she didn't solve everything. Because, like I said in an, another episode, I'm leading into like a longer YA-type book where the characters are a little bit older and everything will be answered. So I was thinking, you know, to release the series and kind of have the characters grow as the kids who are reading them are growing. And that's one of the things that <laughs> I've been struggling with this week is because the final book is from a perspective where the characters are like thinking of them as children because they're so much older. And I'm like, are they gonna like being our, you know, teenagers and like preteens gonna like being called kids by like a 60 something couple? And uh, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm trying it. So the, the way that, this has been working is uh, I've been writing a new book in the series every single week. This is week four, which means I only have one week after this week. And I'm not even writing fiction for that week. I'm writing a tie-in nonfiction book, which is yet another experiment that I'm trying. Um, but the way that this has been working out has been so excited, exciting. And I feel like this is how I'm going to work on my series from now on. And I'm not saying like, the best way to write a series is to do five books in five weeks. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, if that works for you, cool, because it's working for me. Like, uh, it's it's been so great. But the thing that you can do if you don't release your book right away in a series and you write all the books in the series before you publish any of them is you can go back and change things. You can make things 
more meaningful. You can make the payoff in the final book even sweeter than it would otherwise be because you can go back and like point all these cool arrows at the fact that this amazing thing is going to happen at the end of the series. And, you know, the the biggest rule uh, in writing a series is don't write a series without an ending because then you end up with books like Divergent, the Divergent series by Veronica Roth. And if you've listened to the show at all, you know that I don't trust Veronica Roth with my reading eyes or my spending money anymore. She turned me off forever um, because the last book in the Divergent series was just so deplorable like that is not a strong enough word and the reason that happened was because she didn't know what the end was when she came up with the concept for the first book so you always need to have the end in mind if you're writing a series however if you do if you write your series the way that I'm writing the old school series right now not only do you have your end in mind but as little nuggets of awesomeness as I like to call them come out of your writing, you can go back and make sure that there's like a string that connects all these little awesomeness nuggets together in a way that will be really meaningful for the reader. And I mean, the payoff is just going to be so amazing. Uh, I've already gone through and I shared a photo on my personal account, Kristen and Spencer on Instagram, about how I have like two different files open at the same time. So I will have my Scrivener open. Scrivener is what I use. And I'm writing the book in there. And then I have a text edit open. And what I like to do is type things in there that I need to fix. And I do this for every first draft of a book. It's something I do because I don't want to waste time revising while I'm writing because then I get in that editor mode in my brain and I can't stop myself and then I don't finish writing the project. So uh, I've been doing that this time. But what I, I do is I have one text edit open for all of the books. So in the next... Well, in the actual first round of editing, which is what we call self-edits, where I go through and try to get things really close to being ready for my editor, who in this case, Maria is going to be copy editing this series for me. Yay! Because uh, she's finished with the other project she was working on, so I'm really excited about that. And so I have been taking notes in my text edit and I've been able to come up with some really cool things that I can go back and write into each book. And also I can leave myself notes. These are like love letters to myself, right? Where I'm like, hey, writer Kristen, who's really caught up in writing this scene right now, why don't you think about this thing in the next time you're going through the book? Like one of the things on my list is that I need to add more emotional imagery. And emotional imagery is imagery that makes the character feel emotional, which also makes the reader feel emotional by proxy, which is a really fun thing to do. And I talk about that a lot in the story boot camp series. So if you want to go back like 20 something episodes and listen to that, you will definitely hear me talk about emotional imagery. And I give you examples too. Yay! Fictional and non-fictional examples. Uh, so... I've been like writing myself these amazing notes that I'm going to be able to implement throughout all four books. And today I made a big mistake when I was, or yesterday, when I started writing the fourth book. And I gave the character, one of the main characters in this book, the same name as one of the supporting characters who's in the first three books. And I was like, I realized it today. I'm like, oh, no. 
Which, if you've done something like that, and you've already published the first three books, and you're working on the fourth book, you can't keep that character's name the same. Even if you feel like the new character fits the name, embodies it better, which is what happened to me. So uh, what I did, since I haven't published anything yet, is I went back to the other three books and I changed the name of that one supporting character so I could keep this main character with the name that I wanted, which was Patrick, by the way. And then uh, Patrick's wife calls him Patty, which is adorable. I love it so much. So when you are doing these... um, series, the book series, sorry, I'm getting like a million text messages from one of my kids' teachers about picture makeup day, which none of my kids need to do that because they all have their picture taken. Uh, So (laughs) what I'm doing as I'm going through this series is I'm able to change things, adjust things, write notes for my first round of edits. And because I'm writing it sequentially without stopping to edit anything, the momentum is really propelling me forward. I haven't had any single day where I haven't hit my word count for the last 17 days, and my word count every day has been 5,000 words. That's a lot. That's basically four hours of me writing every day, so I have to get up super early. I talked about this in Don't Lie to Yourself, which is another fun episode. (laughs) Um, But so because I'm writing through this really long story, by the time I finish the fourth book, it will be over 100,000 words that I've written in the last four weeks, which is like, amazing for me. I've never written this fast. Uh, The reason that I can write this fast and not feel like totally dead and exhausted at the end of the day is because I'm writing in a linear path through this world. I understand how the characters are related to each other. And uh, I can, anytime I have like a really cool idea of like, I want to make this character more meaningful, I have the ability to do it. And if I had published all of these books... Uh, you know, as I was writing them, as if I would sit down, write it, edit it, edit it some more, edit it some more, which that's what I do. I have three rounds that I go through, usually after the first, um, the first draft. And then I send it to Maria, and then Maria edits, edits it, sends it back to me. We discuss the edits. I implement the edits. Then I have to format it into two different formats, Kindle and uh, paperback. I have to create the cover, I have to create the back matter, I have to create the front matter for the book, which is the things that come before the story, things that come after the story, front matter, back matter. I have to create the blurb, the synopsis, and then publish it. Okay, I'm tired. That That's going to be, that's a lot. And then I'm trying to gear up again to remember what I wrote in the first book because by now I've kind of forgotten it now that I've gone through all the processes. Oh, and don't forget marketing because between uh, publishing and being able to write the next book, I have to market because I can't just release the book and not do any marketing. I won't sell any copies. So you have this like really long process where basically at the tail end of it, you have to write another book that's set in that place with all of those characters and you kind of have to reread the first book, which is definitely not what you want to do because after you publish a book, you are completely sick of it. Eventually you will not be sick of it and you'll want to dive into that world again, but um, I just don't think that this is really the most conducive way to write a series. And I didn't set out to change the way that we write series, 
uh, when I started this project, but I'm pretty sure that's what I figured out is that we're doing it wrong and we need to change the way we're doing it. And a lot of people are like, well, I know this is what people will say. <laughs> They'll say, Kristen, in, pu in traditional publishing, you don't even get to write the second book, guaranteed. You don't even know if your book is going to get a contract for each thing in the series. So you're just kind of writing one and hoping for the best. And that's one of the reasons why I think traditional publishing is so broken, which I have talked about at length on this show ad nauseum, right? But it's wrong. It's not a good process. And when you are going to indie publish your stuff, you can use this process and you can come out with a product that is so much better. You can come out with a lot of books at once, which makes the Amazon algorithm happy if that's something that you're looking to do. And I mean, I really think that I've cracked some kind of crazy code here. I can't wait to get started on the book, which will, of course, be about five books in five weeks and just be like blowing everyone's mind, including my own mind, about how this experiment has been so successful. And obviously the proof is in the pudding, right? I haven't released the books yet. I still need to go through the process of copy editing all of all five books, formatting them, uh, publishing, and then marketing them. So that's like a whole nother nightmare of its own that I'm kind of not thinking about while I'm doing this because it will totally derail me. But um, I have started thinking about some cover options. I picked a font. For me, the cover is like the joyous, amazing part. Like everyone's like, yeah, book birthday. I'm like, the day I finish the cover, the day I get my cover from another artist. Uh, I am looking to hire an artist for this project. I have already talked with him. It's just really going to depend on his schedule. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And so... I guess what I'm saying is there's a better way to write a series of books. I think I figured out at least the first part of it. I'm so excited about this, which I'm sure you can tell by my face, by my voice, uh, if you're listening. And I really think that this is going to change the way that we write books as far as fictional books. But I'm pretty sure that it could even be applied to nonfiction book series and of course, I'm going to test that out later this year when Maria and I work on Write This Way, uh, sorry, Write the Perfect Read, um, the self-help, the memoir, and the, there's another, there's another one, hmm, biography edition? I don't know. They're related closely somehow. I have them written in my notebook. But when we do that, and it's not going to be probably in five weeks because Maria would literally kill me. Like she would fly over from Greece and kill me. So I'm not going to try to make her do that because she definitely uh, does not write as fast as I do, which I feel like is her superpower because she's so thoughtful uh, about everything she puts into the book, which is why I love writing books with her. Cause she's like, you could just do it without me. But the book is never as good when I write it by myself than it is when she brings all of her wealth of nonfiction knowledge into the project. So I will definitely try that out with nonfiction books as well later on in the year. And if you're writing a series, 
I would love to hear if you are willing to try this method out. Maybe we can work something out where I'm like guiding you through it because eventually this is going to become a book. This is going to become a course. And if you'd like to be one of my writer guinea pigs, uh, that means I get to help you for free. We get to help each other, right? It's mutually beneficial. So I'm really excited to hear from you if you'd like to try this process with me. And also I want to remind you that um, Write This Way is for sale. It's been a game changer for me. I've worked through it with a couple of people and it's changed their writing. It's working really well. So if you go to literarysymmetry.com forward slash write this way, it's all connected right this way. Uh, you can get your own copy. You can also get the free audiobook. It's like a really good deal. People are like, oh, am I paying a decent amount? Like $47 for all of the kit plus a ton of bonuses, uh, which includes like the, the actual pack includes the book and the workbook. And you want a physical copy of the workbook because you're going to write in it while you're looking at the little uh, paperback book. It's a really good deal. Trust me. It took me 10 years to learn this stuff. You're going to learn it in six easy lessons. So literarysymmetry.com forward slash write this way. Get your copy now. I'm really excited to have other people use it and find writing success and skip 10 years forward in their writing careers. This is Kristen on the Expensive Words Podcast. It is never too late to write the story of your heart. Happy writing. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words Podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing. <laughs>